We're ready to shock the world. Yeah, that's that's your opinion. It's game week, and I almost feel bad that we used to do these pump-up songs, and I was close to putting a techno one together oh. where we get all excited. Yeah. Instead, instead we went Taylor Martinez saying we're going to shock the world, and then Sean Watson saying that's your opinion. Is there anything more lukewarm, like set the bar low than that as we get set for the start of Nebraska football? But doesn't that work perfectly for the situation? Everyone, the situation as it currently is, everyone is so excited that it's game week. Saturday, October 24th is going to come and Nebraska is going to be back on the football field. But they might get absolutely obliterated. You know what I mean? So it's just weird. It That's why it works. It works for Sean Watson to throw a big bucket of water on all of us. We're like, yeah, man, we're going to shock the world. It's like, eh, that's, that's your opinion, Doug. We're ready to shock the world. No, that's, that's your opinion. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sean, for getting a big, big old bucket of water and throwing that <sighs> on us. Um, by the way, let's just get this out of the way here. Salsa on your chest? you want to get the salsa off your chest at this point? I, I open up some salsa, explodes all over my chest. <laughs> I would like to. It exploded, and it's ready. I just want to get the salsa off my chest here because uh, you know that this Saturday it is likely that Nebraska, at one point or another, is going to trail by a couple of touchdowns. I mean, is that oh, is that a fair yes. assumption? Yes. <laughs> I think it's like a certainty. Sean? No, that's, that's your yeah, opinion. Right. All right. Sean. Okay. All right. Sean's a little more optimistic than you are. Yeah, this is all right. Okay. He's leaving it in this possibility. So you know that there are going to be, uh, I guess you could say, jokes made by national media on Twitter about Nebraska. So could we just quickly do, let's just get out ahead of them and just do the jokes now. Yeah, it's a good idea. That So that when they when they come out on social media it's more like, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, we beat you to the punch. Yeah, that's old news. We did that seven days ago, okay? Yeah. It's like um, we're building up a callus here, right? You know, that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do for our feelings. We're trying to get a callus over our feelings and our soul and our heart. Let's do it. All right. You, we can alternate here and just yeah, do a okay. few. You you be, I don't know, Brett McMurphy, Dan okay. Wilkin, whoever. Just uh, go ahead. All right. So, I mean, let's say it's 28 nothing in the second quarter. Uh is it too late for Nebraska to still join the Big 12? Jeesh. <laughs> okay. Bo liked, uh, Bo liked that one. Uh, what about this one? You wanted to play. You got it. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Uh, do, you, do you have another one here? Got any more lawsuits you want to file, Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you sure this is more enjoyable than quarantine? <laughs> Okay, what else? You got another one here? Are you guys going to stop by the Big Ten offices on the way home and pick it again? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Gosh, it appears this Husker defense really enjoys social distancing. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, look on the bright side, Nebraska. There will be no contact tracing with Justin Fields. <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. Oh, man. Uh, let me see. This whole team should catch it. At least you'll be undefeated for three weeks. <laughs> All right. <sighs> we got any more? I'm trying to think. Of I don't know. I mean, that's. Yeah, I think we might have covered it all. I mean, I think. But it is important. I think people need to listen yeah. to the first five minutes of this podcast over and over until Saturday comes. So when these tweets and these little jabs, they just they roll off you, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole typical, you know, I mean, it's, it's so. You sure you wanted to play? <laughs> okay. I mean, all of that is going to be up there, which makes you just want them to win all the more right want them to compete want them to at least put a scare into the team because you know when they go out there you're kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit um ryan day and scott frost are gonna do the virtual bro hug and say hey that was awesome man and then then ryan day's gonna try and punch him in the face for 60 minutes just hang in there you know like the there's been a handful of other than the Ohio State game in Frost's first year in Columbus. Almost every other Ohio State game over the last five, six years or so have been over before the halfway point of the first quarter almost. Just hang it. The more you can hang in there, the less apt you're going to see all the snarky stuff on Twitter, the more apt Nebraska is to just feel better about themselves. And I, I this is where football is totally different than basketball. Like basketball, you can, you can blow all your timeouts in the first 10 minutes of the game to try and stop runs, to try and just like stop the bleeding a little bit. Football, there really isn't like, you can't really do that, you know? Like it's harder to kind of stop momentum in football than it is in a game like basketball. I mean, and and so I'm not sure what the I'm curious as to what I'd love to get a inject Scott Frost with some truth serum and be like, what really is your plan? Like, is there a is there a file on your desk that is like hang in there playbook and like what you have to do to just make sure that it's just you're not obliterated by the end of the first quarter? Yeah, what would be that plan? Uzbekistan. Okay, all right. That's not that's, <laughs> That's where he wants to go at halftime. Uzbekistan. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. I mean, that's enough. No, how about no? Um, there needs to be. Let's. I know they want to do no huddle, but like, let's huddle. Okay, let's huddle up. <laughs> a delay of games not the worst thing. Like, just huddle up. The more that clock can run in the first quarter, the better. Right. That's like the, a page out of the Doc Sadler playbook, right? Yes. When when they were who were they playing? Do you remember? Uh, was it Kansas? It might have been it? Kansas when they got a, when they had a shot clock violation, and Doc, Doc tried to Doc tried to spin it in the post game, like a shot clock violation wasn't the worst thing in the world. Do you have that Doc Sadler's? Yep, justification. I do. It was against. It's actually against Ohio State. Oh, uh, here's Doc Sadler defending a shot clock violation on the opening position. It's almost like a punt. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, how little confidence you have in your basketball team where you're like, shot clock violation. You're like, good. It's good. It's not 
Could have been worse. It's almost like a pun. Yeah, you're right. Oh, they didn't it. score on that shot clock violation. No? They had to go the full length of the court. That's what you did, you know? <laughs> Got to set your defense, go the full length <laughs> of the floor, get a touchback. It's almost like a touchback. <laughs> It's almost like a touchback. Here, I've got the whole, uh, let's see here. I've got the whole context here. You just never know uh, what's going to happen here. Let's listen. You know, even the first possession of the ball game, when we had let the shot clock violation, to me, that's not all that bad of a, a possession. I mean, at least, at least we were moving the basketball. And, uh, you know, so uh, it's almost like a punt. You know, I, I, knew, that, I knew that they wasn't going to uh, – I, I knew I knew these guys were going to play hard. Okay. In looking back on that, um, so that happened. That was January third, two thousand twelve. Okay. It was it was Ohio State. Let's see. Ohio State was trouting out Jared Sullinger. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Kraft. Yeah. He's good. Uh, Deshaun Thomas. Yeah. William Buford. Shannon Scott was a reserve. Yeah. And Nebraska trotted out. Can you name any? How many can you name? In 2012? Yeah. Man. Jeter would have been gone, I think. Jeter was, was gone. Was it like Drake Baronic, Ryan Anderson? No, this this is the glory days. You're missing the glory days. Tony McRae. Tony McRae. Brandon Richardson. Okay. Bo Spencer. Brandon Ubell? Brandon Ubell. Yeah. Or Ubel. I don't know what his name was no, really. Not even Brandon knows. So anyway, that was kind of like a punt. And that and that appropriately was against Ohio State. So it makes it makes a lot of sense. And in that game, Nebraska lost 71 to 40. Oh God. They were down at the half 44 to 20. Oh. All right. So let me ask you this. What's closer? <laughs> this is really going to be asked by, I'm sure, a lot of national media. Yeah. What is going to be closer? The final margin of Nebraska-Ohio State football this week or the halftime score January 3rd, 2012 between Ohio State and Nebraska, that was 24 points. 24 points. I think the final margin this Saturday against Ohio State is going to be greater than 24 points. Oh, boy. Okay. What do you All think? Right. Well, Am I being Johnny no, I, Mean Pants over here? And No, you're not being John Mean Pants here. Uh, I would like to see your cup a little more half full than it is half empty. I mean, you literally had a cup. It was a big red solo cup, and you dumped it out while you were saying that. And that's, you know, it's really unfortunate that you do that. Your dad, Richie Baugh. I know, the Fremont Flyer. Richie Baugh, the Roods. I know. It hurts. I mean, you better believe you. You were recruited. I know. Turner Gill recruited you to play for Nebraska. Rick Solich. They all said, hey, we like you. I just don't like him against Ohio State on October 24th, 2020. That's all it is. I love you, but not in this specific scenario. I guess here's the only here's what's scary. The only source of confidence or case I can build that Nebraska could hang in there is has nothing to do with Nebraska and has everything to do with the circumstances that we are currently in where Ohio State could probably, there's a chance Ohio State doesn't play all that well. They're a little sloppy. They're a little rusty. Does that make sense? So, like, I think for Nebraska to hang in there, it's less about them and almost more about Ohio State having to play poorly. Nebraska has to 
show something early, jump on them early, can't fall behind early, those, those types of things. Like, yeah, Ohio State has to look like Georgia did against Arkansas in the opening week of the season where it's, you know, Nebraska goes into the locker room with a 7-2 to lead or a 7-5 to yeah. lead. Right, You're right. Like, all right, okay, we're in this thing. We're going to be... We're going to be all right. Um, yeah. I, What's your guess I, I think here? that's accurate. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't on both sides of my mouth, you know, one side of my mouth say, hey, uh, Ohio State is making the college football playoff and they're going to run the table in the Big Ten. The other side say Nebraska is going to play them tight. But I do think there is a scenario where, you know, there, there, are, there are questions that even a team like Ohio State has to answer. Um, like how many points do they want to score? Um, <laughs> you know, there, there are some, you know, some young receivers that are going to step in, um, you know, Trey Sermon and Master Teague, who has the best name in all of really college good. football. You know, how do, how do they do in running the football? How's the offensive line? I mean, there are some things where you go, how does everything gel right in that, in that first game? But if Ohio State is playing like we anticipate them playing, you know, it should be 21 to seven after one, you know, or 21 to three after one. I mean, that's what it because they got to make statements, be, but right. Like Ohio State has to make state like if if these other schools get in 12 games or whatever, like Ohio State needs to put a big fat exclamation point out there on the football field every single week they play. Because you also don't know if COVID, COVID could pop up in the second week, the third week, whatever. And you think you're going to get eight games, nine games. You might only get seven. So every time you're out there, you better you better make a statement. That's right. Yeah, nothing, nothing is guaranteed. I made the uh, argument on my Sunday morning ESPN radio show that Alabama, if their season ended today and they didn't play any more games, they'd still make the playoff. <laughs> you're right. I mean, yes. they just pounded Georgia. They have the look about a team, and are you going to punish them because COVID runs rampant in the SEC? I mean, right. look, that's they, they certainly look like unequivocally one of the two, if not three or four best teams in the country. But yeah, I mean Julian Fleming. I mean these guys, these these wide receivers are just growing on trees uh, there in Ohio State. They recruit them from all over the country. Their their biggest question is, ooh, who's going to win that right tackle spot? Nicholas Petit Freer, <laughs> that five star guy, or that other four or five star guy? I mean, it's like okay, it's uh, I think they understand that. It's really about you know that defensive line for Ohio State losing Chase Young. Does, you know, a Tyreek Smith step in? Does Jonathan Cooper, now that he's healthy and back, are, is this an impacting front, de- defensive front? I think the linebackers are going to be good. Uh, Pete Werner's been there forever. Baron Browning's been there forever. Tough Borland, the redshirt senior's been there forever. But what about that defensive front? Agreed. Is that back end as, as sturdy as they've been in the past? Sean Wade coming back is obviously huge. Which leads me to the Nebraska quarterback situation. Because it's worth talking about. I had Steve Sippel on uh, the the uh, SiriusXM Big Ten channel, and I asked him, Sip, how legitimate is the quarterback competition? Is it really one? Because I think you would agree. We, we were having this conversation you know, months ago. Like, it's going to be – think about experience. You want to side with experience. Tie goes to experience, even if it's close. But then you heard uh, Lubick say it's going to be a close decision. You heard, even back in the spring, Scott Frost talking about the preparation of Taylor, Mar- or, excuse me, of Adrian Martinez. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> shocked the world. Taylor Martinez is going to start on Saturday. <laughs> Does Nebraska win if Taylor Martinez starts on Saturday? It's a better question. That's a great question. What do you think, Taylor? We're ready to shock the world. All right. All right. Sounds good. 
but you heard him question the preparation of Adrian Martinez. And then you heard this. I want to load this up. This was from uh, about a week ago. Yeah. Scott Frost, the head coach at Nebraska, had this to say at his Zoom news conference. Right now, our offense moves exceptionally well when he's playing quarterback. Um, he finds a way to make a lot of plays work. He's throwing the ball really well, and um, I don't think anybody has any questions about his athletic ability or speed. Um, if he's one of the best players to have on the field and he's not playing quarterback, then we'll certainly uh, look for opportunities to make sure that our best players are out there. Okay. So I hear that, and that f- I have never heard – a head coach throw such effusive praise on a backup quarterback like he did in those first five seconds. Right now, our offense moves exceptionally well when he's playing quarterback. I mean, okay. Yeah. What's, what's, what's the goal of a quarterback to get the offense to move exceptionally well right now, our offense moves exceptionally well when he's playing quarterback. I mean, I, Listen, it's that's safe a to real say he's going to be he he's going to be on the field. It's just a matter of how many snaps does he get at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they're going to throw him out there somewhere. Because I'm with you. I was always one of those guys that throughout the, the entirety of the offseason, I always viewed the quarterback battle as as almost an eye roll. Like, yeah, okay, I bet it's a real battle. But as it as it wore on, and you think about that quote in the summer where, or it might have been in the spring about Frost talking about Adrian Martinez being a little lax in his preparation. Uh, you know, and, and and just the more you listen, the more it feels like this this thing is real. Like there is a real chance that that we that we're gonna see McCaffrey on the field on Saturday. Now, I don't think he's gonna start, because I think there was also something pretty notable that happened this weekend that also makes it pretty Everything kind of make you go cross-eyed and trying to connect the dots of everything was Adrian Martinez was also voted captain this weekend. So I kind of tweeted that, listen, 99% of the time, quarterbacks who are voted captain start. Now, have you done the math on that? I went through every single college football team history, and it came out. No wonder you're tired. I am dead tired right now. But But that's how it is, though. You know, like, so... It's 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 hard to figure out exactly what the deal is, but at the same time, I don't know. I go, I I speak out of both sides of my mouth with this thing as well because I also go, you know what, Adrian? We can sit here and, t- and make excuses for Adrian and and talk about Martin. You know what he hasn't done is win football games. You know, you just said like, you know what you want from a quarterback? You want him to move the, you know, have the offense move the ball. Well, you know what else? And I, it's the nature of the position of you probably get too much blame and too much credit based on the outcome. Like when he's under center, Nebraska has not won a lot of football games. So we sit there and we go, oh man, I can't believe this is a real competition. But if you just look at the record the last two years, it's, it's maybe not that too surprising. I mean, you got to win. You have to win to totally solidify things. And he has not won. I want to – he really elongated that too. Like the word exceptionally, like he – Right now our offense moves exceptionally well when he's playing quarterback. I mean, like he's listen, – listen to that again. Like he really lets this go. And, and I've never heard someone 
you know, just go so overboard with this stuff. Let me hear it one more time. Right now, our offense moves exceptionally well when he's playing quarterback. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're being so stupid. He had to, he wanted to drive it home. I just can't. I, I can't wait to do Scotch Frost. That's oh, coming. I cannot okay. wait. I cannot wait to get some Scotch Frost going a week from today. You know, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> that is going. It's so, going to happen. But here's the here's the the thing about this that people are not talking about is that let's take him for at his word. He's being honest about Luke McCaffrey. There's no agenda there. He's just saying, here's what the offense looks like in practice. You know who is seeing that offense move well in practice? Everybody else in practice. Yes. So if you are the coach that says, I'm playing the best guys, the best man's going to win, and I'm putting the best players on the field, and everyone sees that the offense is moving better with Luke McCaffrey and you don't put him out there, that sends a different message than what you're conveying to the team. No doubt. It makes me think about the, and I'm not trying to say this is apples and apples, okay? But you go back to Sam Keller, Joey Gans, right? By all accounts, any player you talk to said the offense moved better in practice with Joe Gans. Mm -hmm. They start Sam Keller, a few games in, the whole season falls apart. Okay, Uh, Comes apart at the seams. Joe Gans comes in, they start to play a little better. Uh, Everything started to work, but by then it was too late. I'm not saying that happens with Adrian Martinez if you do that. In fact, he's going to start, and he should start, but... You need a shot in the arm. You need something to jumpstart this team, especially if it starts out slow. Then, then Luke McCaffrey is, is a good play. But here's the other thing about it, too, is that experience is great, especially when you're going into a road, hostile road environment. You know what's not going to be a hostile road environment? Columbus, Ohio. Right, right. So there are things there where you could see that if Adrian Martinez, he, he starts, but if things aren't going well, you don't hesitate because, let's be honest here, we are playing eight regular season games plus championship weekend. Yeah, You don't have a lot of time to screw around and figure this out. You don't have time to get embarrassed on national television when you need to start getting better players. And you don't do that by showing people how bad you are. Mm-hmm. You need to start winning games, like you said. And if you f- can find a quarterback that can win games, you put him in there and you don't make apologies and you stick to your guns of we're going to play the best players. And if that's Luke McCaffrey, it's Luke McCaffrey. But everything you're saying is true. And it was really interesting to just hear how over the last week, week and a half really, it started to gain a, a little traction. Again, I'm with you. I think Adrian Martinez is out there at the start. Yeah. But as I said a week or two ago, you look at the schedule, it's almost shaping up for a changing of the guard, is it yes, not? Yes, it, it totally is. That that you, you know, even that you're probably going to lose some games early, and when you lose, you feel like something's got to change, and that's the most notable change you could make. But at the same time, as we're saying all this, you know, you said like if if McCaffrey's out there doing well in practice, you know who's seeing it, the whole team, but you know who else is seeing it, Adrian Martinez, and I think there's something real to. The ultimate motivator is losing your job and sitting on the mm. bench. And it's one thing to it's one thing to never have it. It's one thing to have it and then lose it. And he has been the starter. He's been the guy. And subconsciously, I wonder if over the course of his freshman year after Jebbia, remember Je- he beats out Jebbia, 
Jebbia leaves. He knows he could show up and eat a fruit by the foot every si- and gushers for every practice, and he was still going to start. And Why does it always go back to fruit by the foot in gushers? Like, are those really that bad for you that that's going to make him gain 130 I mean, pounds? Imagine, like, imagining a fruit by the foot. I mean, might as well just go to straight to the ER. Man, oh, man. I'd love to be. Who, who thought of a fruit by the here? I'm thinking like a fruit roll-up, but it's three feet long. What do you guys think of that? You're crazy. You're crazy. You're gonna you're eat it. You're gonna you're gonna look like a boa constrictor, a python, eating you're the whole animal. Slowly <laughs> eating it. You're gonna look really weird. It's gonna look stupid. But Adrian Martinez, he knew that, right? And then even last year, he wasn't gonna get unseated. He put up good numbers as a freshman. He's on every Heisman. Like I think, and Frost told us as much. All that went to his head a little bit, and he didn't he didn't bring it as much in this preparation and. The one thing that we can sit here and drool over Luke McCaffrey, you know who's pretty damn athletic and pretty damn talented too? Is Adrian Martinez. And you get a pretty athletic, talented dude that's motivated, like we might see Adrian go out there and look as good or better than he's ever looked in his career too. And everyone that is clamoring for Luke to be the guy, here's here's my comment to all of you. Unless you are somehow one of the 100 to 150 people that are seeing practice, the only way you are basing wanting Luke to be the starter can't be about Luke. It has to be about Adrian's issues last year. You see, like there is no real sample size that you can point to what that one play he came in against Iowa and threw a pass. It was a trick play. Do you want Mike Stunts to get some more snaps after the Oklahoma game in 2001? Like, it was a trick play, and he came in, and it worked, and he did great. Now, now in Crouch's defense, like, he in, was... In the Heisman Trophy winner's defense, harder to unseat. But you understand, you, you understand my point, Matt? I had it going. Do not ruin my point, Matt. You, you used the comparison of Mike Stunt's unseating Harry well, I'm saying it's the same school of thought of like, well, you tell you what, he came in, he did some good things. Like, well, I mean, it's it's well, it's it, it's, it's a situational it's like, play. Like, so yeah. I guess my I'll wrap it up. I, what I'm saying is, anybody that sit there trying to like, well, I tell you what, when he came in in that Maryland game when it was 80 million to zero, he it's like okay, yeah, like I'm not I'm fine if you want it to be McCaffrey, that is fine. Like, and I think it's, there, there's something legit to that, but I think the foundation of a lot of your beliefs for that need to be more based on, again, unless you are seeing practice, which right. you aren't, has to be more based on Adrian's issues and shortcomings last year than pointing to the, the spot moments here and there where Luke McCaffrey came in. It's like you're coming up on election season. You might not like the guy who's running against the guy, but you know you don't like the other guy, so you're going to go with this guy. All right. right. I just want to – it's the unknown, right? I I don't like what's happened here, so let's go with the unknown. Remember that show, uh, Let's Make a Deal? Yeah. Remember Let's Make a Deal? I do. One of the great, great shows of all time with Monty Hall. Uh, Wayne Brady overtook that, but no one no one tops Monty Hall. No. But um, – you uh, you know, you went on that show hoping to get a car, right, or hoping to get a huge prize, and 
in order to start choosing between do you want this, do you want that, do you want that, you're usually presented with something. Or you win something. It's not great, but it's enough to kind of put a smile on your face, but it's not life-changing. Like, they'll say, hey, here's $500. Great. That's fine. That's better than nothing. That's better than when I came, I came in with nothing. I had a Band-Aid. That's how I got on stage. <laughs> yeah. You asked me, does anyone in your purse have a Band-Aid? Yes, I had one. And now I got $500. That's great. Okay. You could leave here today with $500, or you can take what's behind curtain number two. Yeah. Okay. Curtain number two could be a car. It could be poop. Right? I've seen this show enough to know it's one of the two. $500 is nice. It's not life-changing. It's not program-changing. Or at least I didn't see enough to think that this is going to be, you know, set up shop and plan for my next five, ten years. So I'm going to take what's behind curtain number two. Luke McCaffrey's kind of like that curtain. Totally. But you've seen enough to believe that if it's not a car, maybe it's a scooter. (laughs) Maybe it's something that can still get you where you want to go. It's not going to be one of the uh, the showgirls sitting on you know some stupid little huge rocking horse that you can't even take. It's a gag gift. You're not going to get that. So that was a long let's make a deal analogy. No, but I know what you're saying. To say that I think Husker fans are they're okay with Adrian Martinez. They've seen enough to go, hey, this is he's pretty good, and I hope that he gets better. But man, the possibility of what it could be with the unknown is always the unknown so much is more so enticing. seductive it just is it, it it's and th- but here's here's what's hard about even with that analogy is that analogy would work so much better if we didn't have it martinez's freshman year like that year happened now i i know i just went on a rant and talked about how now they that's didn't, the 500 dollars. but like that, that's but, you know you're getting some good cash but like yeah exactly but like that was better than good cash like he showed flashes we're like oh man that like you got something there like, come on now, people. He was a Heisman candidate. That wasn't just a bunch of hooey. Like, now, was there some combination of Frost and the second year with quarterbacks and Mariota and Milt? Yeah. Was some of that going, you know, working in his favor? Sure. But he mm-hmm. looked pretty darn good as a freshman. So that's what's so hard about it is it's not that it's – like, we've seen it in flashes with Martinez. It's not like he's never done it. Here's what I'm hoping, and this is where I feel like I've been a broken record for years. On like, The thing that I got for Adrian Martinez, to me, to be as good and as effective as Adrian Martinez can be, he cannot be reluctant to run the football. And whether that was his own reluctancy because he thought he was, I needed to show the NFL to throw, I can throw the ball, or it was because his shoulder was banged up, his knee was, was banged up, whatever the case was, he needs to run the ball. I mean, I'm watching Sam Ellinger run the ball. I'm watching, you know, you watch some of these guys. Like, I don't want to hear, I get tired of people like, well, you know, you don't, I mean, you can, you got to cap him at nine carries. Man, come on, man. Come on. Like, he can, he, what he can do best right now, I think, is run the ball. And so what I'm hoping, too, is there is no worrying about, like, protecting him either. Like, you got to do what gives you the best chance to win. And if Martinez is out there, he needs to run. He needs to be not reluctant to run. And Frost needs to be not reluctant to call running plays with him at QB. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I think, you know, Nebraska also needs – a pleasant surprise. They need someone that right now is an unknown that emerges. Yeah. 
like a you know Amir Abdullah back in the day. You thought he'd be decent. Boy, he was better a lot Oof. sooner than we thought he would yeah. be. Right? Goes yeah. on to play in the NFL. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. You can name a handful of guys like that. So you could go down the Nebraska roster, and you can say, okay. Is Omar Manning that guy? He's very well hyped, so maybe he's not necessarily an unknown. Can he be healthy? Obviously, he's been maybe nicked up a little bit. What's going on? With Cade him? Warner, you kind you kind of know what he is. Yeah, right. With all due respect, I mean, he's not like he's just yeah. He's fine. I mean, he's fine. He's a he's got a great mustache, and he's gonna he's gonna be. He's a great he's dude. A Jordan he's voted Westerkamp, captain. Yeah, right? like he's 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 a great teammate. You know, There's a ceiling. I just don't now can can. Is Cade Warner going to have 11 catches, 177 yards, and two touchdowns on anybody in the Big Ten? I doubt it. But, right. you know, like, but, he's, but that doesn't you mean know, he's is, not important. Is Elante Brown going to be somebody that, you know what, you've heard some whispers about, and wow, look what he just did. Yeah. Because you've seen a lot of guys that just show flashes or, hey, they have a nice play or a nice catch or a nice game or two, and then they get hurt, or then they fall off, or then they then – they, disenroll like a Maurice yeah. Washington. Like right. you, you've got, you've had enough talent, but it's about, you know, anyone can recruit talent. It's the whole <laughs> and the developing of and that talent too. So you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation. The holding. Anybody can just take them. You're right that, though. That's right. Like when's it's been a while. If, in six weeks, we're still just talking about the only guys you can count on are Mills and Wandale Robinson as your skill guys. Like, that's it. Nebraska's not going to win a lot of football games. They're just not. And so... Could you say that like Greg Sharp? And Nebraska's gonna, like, not going to win a football game. There's not going to be a lot of touchdowns. We need multiple guys to get a touchdown. Alante Brown's with a touchdown. Brown down, touchdown. Downtown Alante Brown. It's your touchdown. She touched down Nebraska. <laughs> Dad, did you just go downtown Alante Brown? Downtown Alante Brown. She touched down. That's what's happening with Greg Sharp. He's warming up the pipes yeah, as we speak. Give me, hold on. Give me a Adrian Martinez goes downtown to Alante Brown for the touchdown. Okay, here we go. Snap back. Okay. Second down and seven. Second down brought to you by Runja Restaurants. Get inside, get a cheese Runja at any local restaurant. So snap back. Martinez rolls to the right, looking deep. This look deep brought to you by Hy-Vee. If you need to get some produce, Hy-Vee's the best place to get it. Goes downtown to Alante Brown. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown to Nebraska. And Nebraska's going to win a football game. Huge, huge play, Greg. I have no idea what DiCaprio Boodle was doing on that play. By the way, you, there was someone, and I apologies, it's somewhere on Twitter. You reference, what do you say about Skeeter Barnes, Buck Naked? What do you say? I don't know why. I swear. What I do heard, you say? I say Skeeter Barnes, it. Buck Naked Barbecue Sauce. So Skeeter, Nar, Skeeter Barnes, Buck Naked Barbecue Sauce. So good you don't need sauce. And it doesn't make any okay. sense. Okay. So someone said... <laughs> Someone said, isn't that the same thing as just no sauce? <laughs> I think what it was, I swear I was driving and I heard, I bet it was Skeeter Barnes Buck Naked Barbecue, so good you yes. don't need sauce. Yes, 
That's, that's it. what it that's was. That's it. I was going to correct you. Because the more I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, wait, you're right. Skeeter Barnes buck naked barbecue sauce so good you don't need sauce. So then why are we selling this sauce? <laughs> that was I mean, that, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Simply safe home security so good you don't need a security system. It's like, no, wait a minute. So I should get it or I shouldn't get it? What what am I doing? What are we doing here? I don't know. But Chick, have but you I, heard you know, Greg go- Sharp say barbecue sauce? Oh no! You, I, I, trust tell me, me you don't you, start salivating. I've heard you as Greg Sharp say, it, and that's enough for me to purchase barbecue sauce. <laughs> I find myself like I'll see barbecue sauce, buck naked barbecue, barbecue sauce. That's touchdown, touchdown, touchdown Nebraska. Like <laughs> it's got a, every touchdown catches Greg by surprise. It's a touchdown. It's never like it, he never. It's always just like he woke up out of a sleep. Like Greg, wake up! He's like touchdown, touchdown, Nebraska. Like Greg, it was a. I mean, we saw it all unfold. He it was going to score. Could, yeah, I mean, there's a build up to it. He'd be. <laughs> wonder how it would be if he was. <laughs> he was with he was with NASA and he was helping to monitor the. The Apollo moon landing. Yes. And you know what the end result is going to be. You've been working on this for years. And now, but he still is caught by surprise when. <laughs> yes. Here it is. Apollo 13 moving down to the to the moon. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And it's landing. It's landing on the moon. And NASA's going to win a football game. No, I was trying to get you to say we've achieved touchdowns. <laughs> I thought I set you up for touchdown. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know what we have made Greg Sharp to be a ridiculous person. But what the heck we're doing? What are we talking? I don't know what the heck we're doing. I don't know what the heck we're doing. But going back to like yeah, 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 Wandale Robinson. Look, but you're right though. They need someone to someone. We need to be talking about in a couple of weeks. Like, how about Fleming? How about Betts? How about Ronald Tompkins? How about? Mm -hmm. Vokalek, the Rutgers tight end transfer, who I've heard good. Th- he's doing some good things. He has some plays there. He's got back. He's doing some good things. Sorry, Bo Pelini, get out of here. It's no touchdown. You know, he, he's doing some good things out there. But so we, we need to talk about someone stepping up. You feel me, Doug? Someone, someone has to step up. I don't feel like people say that enough. Someone has to step up. Who's going who's gonna to take that next step? And who's going to step up? Those really go together, do they not? They do. I mean, if you take a step, if someone's going to take a step, they likely are taking a step up. Right? We don't need to we don't need to go further than that. Yeah, I mean, you go back, what was it, two years ago? You had Stanley Morgan, you had uh JD Spielman, you had Dino Zigbo. Was, uh, gosh, J- Oh Zigbo started oh, Zigbo was a baller at the end of the year. Yeah. But you had Zigbo, you had Maurice Washington. Uh, you had Morgan with 70 catches. J.D. Spielman with 66 catches that year. This is just off the top of my head. I think these are right. <laughs> um, but you gotta have you gotta have those complementary pieces, and so you hope there's a second, a third, a fourth piece that can step up to, you know, maybe maybe it's the committee of running backs behind Mills. There's right. a there's a handful of guys that you know, Ramir Johnson. That it seems like Frost feels very confident. Yes. Uh, in what is back there. So, again, I'm going to say this, and I don't know that it's ever been said before, but I'm going to say it for the first time. This game was won in the trenches. 
And and if Nebraska wants to win foot wants to win football games, football they games. need to win in the trenches. Might that trenches topic be revisited? I don't know. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> now, now, now. Let, let let me let me throw out this little hypothetical here. Now, now, now. Let me let me just play a little hypothetical here okay. for you. What if we go into Ohio State? We play them tight, and we are successful in doing it. And they are successful in doing it. <laughs> and as long as we're not dropping our balls. To make sure that we're not dropping our balls. <laughs> okay, right. Because, you know, us beating Ohio State, I've thought about this a lot. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> One of the sneaky best ones is, and we are successful in doing that. And they are successful in doing it. <laughs> Such an uplifting comment. You're like, I just feel better after I hear him say it. Like, oh, yeah, okay, how about you? You made me feel it in the bones. <laughs> Sounds good. We need, to, we need to wrap this up very soon here. I think we've done enough here. Um, I don't know what we figured out, but we talked for 45 minutes, you know? Yeah, we, we, solved, uh, we solved many of the world's yes. problems here. Um, out. <laughs> now, speaking of Ronnie Green, got this email here from Charlie. Charlie emailed us at laugh at chickennick.com. We read all your emails. Sometimes we can't reread them on the air because sometimes we forget uh, other times we don't have time, and sometimes we just we forget how to read. But <laughs> that's more me than you. Charlie emails and says, "This is back uh, earlier this month. We just had our second child, and my wife had a bunch of false contractions leading up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Already funny. And one night she asked, "Do you think this was labor?" And I inadvertently dropped an extended Ronnie Green. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> To her while she was in labor. She said she didn't understand while I was laughing. Then he says, I can't wait to fulfill my dad destiny this fall and listen to the show while raking up some dead leaves. Dead leaves. Dead lakes. <laughs> says, glad you're back. Please play Terrell Pryor, Fast Car, and dedicate it to my new son. It's about the hardest I've laughed in my life. That Ooh. is from Charlie. We'll get to that eventually. I, I mean... I mean, maybe we could do that now. I don't know. I mean, I don't we know. I suppose we could. They are playing Ohio State. Yeah, I don't know if that really fits here. Yeah. Well, th- here's the other one I wanted to get to. This this uh, tweet before we finally make a decision on how to end this show. <laughs> got this Got this tweet. Uh, Jeff says, the Gordo stories are so fun to hear, Alex Gordon, and your takes on him are hysterical. The two of your silliness is so infectious. Thank you for continuing to do this pod. Thank you very much. Then this one is from BP Wifferfield on Twitter. He says, I happen to have your podcast playing a few weeks ago, the diarrhea episode, when my seven and nine-year-old boys were riding with me. You guys should think of marketing this pod at elementary schools because they think you are the best. (laughs) He says, every time we go anywhere, they say, Dad, can we listen to the diarrhea guys? They love Schick's nerd voice, and they laugh when Nick laughs, even though they have no idea why he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is from that is the from Wifferfield. So the diarrhea guys, of course, goes back to uh, Chanho Park. Yeah, I don't know that idea. <laughs> that was Chanho Park giving a reason as to why he was not uh, feeling well. Yeah, I don't know that idea. <laughs> and. 
so we are now known as the diarrhea guys, according to the seven and nine year old sons I, of one BP Wifferfield. I think we really missed out a decade ago when we were really creatively naming our show Shick and Nick. We should have been the diarrhea guys. <laughs> right? Imagine that. Oh, man. All right. So let's end this episode here. Here's how we could do it. Again, it's Ohio State week. We could do the whole Terrell Pryor thing. Those are online. You can find them. So is the thing I was also thinking of doing. We were going to do a pump-up song because, you know, Shick and Nick is back. Full disclosure, we're not getting paid enough to do (laughs) do a song. Okay. Yeah, when we were at the radio station, we were getting paid with full benefits. This was our full-time job. This is not our full-time job. We haven't had time to get together to do a song. No. So I thought about playing one of our best pump-up songs that we ever did. In fact, the first pump-up song we ever did Smart guy. was Shick and Nick. Yeah. So do you remember, and, and I like the backstories here. Yes, I do too. What do you remember about the song... Uh, that aired first week of September 2009. It was the first, it was the Friday of the first week of shows yeah. that we did, correct? I or, believe or the so. second week, maybe? Uh, I, I, well, are, we started on August 7th. We could probably look this up. We started on August, our first show was August 17th, 2009. So the, so the question is when was the first, when will you make the call on the quarterback? <laughs> when will you make the call on the parody song? It's the day of the first game. <laughs> October 4th, September 4th. Whoops, my bad. Gave you too much time. When will you make the call on the quarterback? What's the, what's the day of the first game? October 4th. September, September 4th. 4th. Oh, my bad. September 4th. I think I gave you too so much I'm time. So I'm not answering any quarterback questions. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. So what was the day so, of the first game? on 2009. Two, uh, let's let's see. What was the day of the first game? When will you make the <laughs> When was the day of the first game? What's the, what's the day of the first game? Uh, that was <laughs> September 5th. What? October so a, 5th? September, September 5th. 5th. October 4th. September, September 4th. Wow, so we had a couple of weeks. Crikey. So we started August 17th. We were still doing We prepped that song for weeks, right? That's what. So to answer your question, the thing I remember most about the song was we had a good two weeks where you and I were coming into the NRG media radio station. And we were supposed to be working on the show, right? Developing different things, talking about different things. And when I say... All we did for two weeks leading up to the first show was write, record, and tweak, whiz in my pants. That is all we did. It was almost like when the first show came, we were like, whoops, my bad. Guess I should have prepared a little bit more here. Oh, my bad. September 4th. I think I gave you too so much I'm time. We had no, I mean, we, we knew we were, we were going to... We had a couple of things, but for the most part, we spent two weeks writing, recording, and getting. We thought "Was in Was in My Pants" was like we were we were we could retire. Like it was like our one hit wonder. We're done. We're going to the Radio Hall of Fame. It's over for us. Made it <laughs> right. There's so much truth to what you just said because I remember thinking almost in our heads, it's like, well, what about the fr- like. This is going to air the Friday before the first game. You guys were on for like a full two weeks before that first game. 
what are you going to do for those shows? Ah, don't worry about it. We're just worried about the Friday, two weeks in, three minutes. All that really matters, based on all of our studies of radio shows, is the three minutes on the Friday before the very first opening game of any season. So we're going all in on three minutes Friday before the game. That's our plan. And uh, we hammered it. And uh, I thought we did well. So oh, I love this song. It's this in song. that vein. I'm so proud of it. This was the song. It was called Whiz in My Pants. And really, it's a it's one of those songs that we're not necessarily proud of because of the name of the song. We're <laughs> proud of it because the lyrics are so good. The accents were fun to do. Oh, yes. And I remember when we finished with this, we thought, I think we're going national. <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been more confident in anything I've created in my life than this song it was after we were finished with it. I was like, oh, boy. So it was based on the Saturday Night Live song by a more dirty name our show took pride in cleaning things up <laughs> yeah. and making things family friendly so that gives you an indication of what the other song was yeah. called when the clean version was whiz in my pants here it is the season opening song for 2009 as aired in the third second third week of the chick and nick show ah! tailgate all day long can't wait to hear the Nebraska fight song. I've waited for this since the red-white game. Now it's time to put others to shame. Pre-game meal is an Omaha steak. It's too well done, that is my mistake. Out in 10th Street, there's the band. I was sitting, now I must stand. When I would have kicked, time to go. Because I'm in the Eddie first row. Put down my beer, lay down the funnel. I think about the players running out of the tunnel. And I whiz in my pants. Gotta admit, the tunnel walk is sweet. Makes me wish I had a helmet and cleats. Never walked on, never took a chance. And now I whiz in my pants. I walk up the stairs and find my seat. I'm in the nosebleeds, but it's still a treat. The captains are out for the coin toss. Time to stop the game. Zach Lee has a rocket arm. Three-step drop and he fires the bomb. On the other end is Menelik Holt. Touchdown Huskers Stadium jolt. Look up at the board. We're up by a score. Knowing Sean Watson will get more. Here comes Alex P.A.T. I hope he kicks it right to me. Of all the Huskers, he's my fave. Oh my God, here comes the wave. And I whiz in my pants. What can I say? I'm a big fan. Too big a game to waste time in the can. All game long, I'll stay in the stands. And I'll whiz in my pants. The other team is feeling the heat. Let go the balloons and wave the wheat. Time to kick off and play some B. Led by Pully D. Black shirts. Take the field, their own line will be no shield. He takes the snap, here comes the rush. The quarterback, they will crush. A former introduction I must do. Mr. Quarterback, me and Damakasu. And I whiz in my pants. Up off the turf, he throws the bones. Better get the doctor on the phones. Time to celebrate, let out the cheers. I'm in love with the House of Spears. Have time, for which I don't care. Cause I go outside and get some air. Go to the restroom and get in line. Hard to believe it's already game time. So I whiz in my pants. I can't believe this happened again. It's the price you pay to be a Husker fan. I brought an extra pair of underwear, but there's no time to change. Second half, we got the ball. First possession, I'm in the hall. Tried to find a color TV. None of them are plasma. Are you kidding me? The Huskers, the only show in town. I'm at the game, but I'm wearing a frown. Come on, T.O., can you spend the buck? You took my money, now I feel out of luck finally break through get to my seat but i miss another score battle frame we are winning big mark magino sweating like a pig 
Roy Hallou running down the field. He's going to get a great post-game meal. Latravis is getting time. All the backups get a chance to shine. This feels so much like the glory days, and I whiz in my pants. Feels so good to be so in control. Husker program is on a roll. Big 12 title, here we come. I smell 10 and 4. I have not heard that from start either. to finish in a long time. Oh, it's been a Very really long. long time. That was that was fantastic. There's so many funny things in that. Oh my God! Here okay. comes the wave. Is is one of my. Fa- I mean, that became like a thing. You were yeah. synonymous with the wave because of that song. Oh my God! Here comes the wave. Is just tremendous. Oh my God! Here comes the wave, and I win. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was that. Oh my God! Here comes the wave. I remember doing. PA announcing for the Omaha Nighthawks. And when they would start doing the wave, I decided to get on the mic and said, Oh my God, here comes the wave. <laughs> and that, you know, there's like a smattering of some right. laughter. Like there's like eight listeners, like, yeah, right. you could actually hear them. Zach Lee, Rocket Arm, not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, knowing Sean Watson will get more. Oh my God, here comes the wave. How about the fact that we spent time complaining about the TVs? <laughs> We spent a whole verse. Here. Your whole like third or fourth verse is you can, you can't find a good TV and you rip to you. It's like we were. I'm just amazed. We we're like, yep, that's that's perfect. We need to rip on Tom Osborne for not. <laughs> That'll get paying. people excited this for the season. The other thing, if I'm not mistaken, at the very end we say. Quentin Cast. The original lyric was Quentin Castile running down the field. He's going to get a great post game meal. Oh, yeah, but I think Quentin that's right. Castile. I think got kicked off the team, so we had to insert another running back. So we had to do. I think Roy Hello running down the field. He's going to get a great post game meal. That's really good memory recall because. He was dismissed. I'm Googling this right now. August 22nd, 2009. I think we had a code red. We and I, You and I had to meet in the middle of the night. That's... It was a code red. We didn't know it, We didn't know what to do. Quentin Castillo running down the field. That works better than Roy Hallou running down the field. So we had to make a change. Let me see we, here. If we, let me see if we can uh, notice the difference here. Mark Magino sweating like a pig. Roy Hallou running down the field. He's going to get a great postgame meal. Oh, yeah. The Roy Hallou part. Different. That was a quick insert there. Absolutely. So that, felt I a little more tinny. was uh, a little nervous a about that call. one. I, and then then the thing we loved, you and I always got a kick out of, was like with, we did with a lot of our pump-ups. Like We spend the entire song pumping them up, and yet we have them losing four games. <laughs> I smell ten and four. Yeah, we and we would play that as a drop yes. for for months. I smell ten and four. <laughs> and you and you know what their record was at the end of that year? Ten and four. Ten and four, baby. Really I think we went geniuses. three for three in predicting records yes. or two for two, however long that was. We were pretty good. We were uh we were we were oh, pretty rock solid, great. but I love I, that song. You're right. It has been a long time since I've listened to that song in its entirety. That was Good memories right there. Pretty darn proud of that. Oh, good stuff. Uh, we'll see if we make any songs throughout the year. Again, yeah. the, the, paychecks, uh, the, the paychecks are going to have to increase from zero for that to happen, but we shall see uh, as we continue Your to move along. Your paycheck doubled. The- oh, really? Still zero. <laughs> I thought you did this out of love. No. 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 <laughs> 
To a point. Love to a point. No. <laughs> yeah, to a point. We'll, we'll see what kind of songs we can mix in. Uh, looking forward to the season. Do you want to make a, pr- a prediction here? Should we make a season prediction here uh, before we get off the air? I mean, I know this is kind of like low-budget uh, sports talk radio where we make a season prediction. Husker fans. Husker fans. 9516020. What do you think? What do you think? What kind of record are you seeing? So we're, we're including the nine games. So we're doing the nine games, right? We're, we're doing so nine total games, you know what I, You know what? I'll start off. You know what? I, I'll start off. Okay. Nine games. I smell five and four. I smell ten and four. That's what I, I think we both smell the same thing. I smell five and four. Right? I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go five I and four. I smell ten and four. <laughs> I smell ten and four. I smell five and four. Because that was always my favorite thing when you'd be when you'd be arguing with people about your record prediction, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, well, what's your prediction?" They would never have the the right final amount of games. You know what I mean? Where you'd be like, "So I I think they're gonna go nine and three. Like, oh, you're an idiot, man. Well, okay, well, what do you think? I think they're going at least seven and one. Like, okay, well, they're gonna play more than eight games, bro. So we gotta get the we gotta agree on what the amount of games are. So we're going nine. We're both smelling five and four. Uh. You brought back an interesting memory there. Do you remember the caller? Do you remember? Yeah, what was this? Do you this, remember his name? Was it Josh? Josh the Clown? It was Caller Josh. I have Caller Josh the Clown here. This was July 2010. <laughs> Let's do a quick trip yes, down right. memory lane. Me. Let's listen here. We got two callers who disagree with me, or one that does. Hey, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Josh, what's up, man? Guys. What's up, Good. Man? Yeah, I, I'm just, I, I'm not going to lie. My blood, my Husker blood is boiling right now. Yeah, good. I, I don't understand. And here's the thing. I don't understand, first of all, how you can say Nebraska is not a top 10 team. I dare you to name 10 teams that have uh, a better team coming back and, and ended better than Nebraska did last year. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is, and I don't understand why you, how you could do or why you want to even do radio in Nebraska, specifically uh, Omaha, if you're obviously you're not realistic and don't like Nebraska football. How is nine regular season wins unrealistic <laughs> yeah. for Nebraska football? I, I said the top ten. You said that you don't think some – what do you said? You don't think Nebraska is a top ten team? Are you kidding me? Right now, no. I think I'd probably put them at 11 or 12, but we're splitting hairs. Exactly, eleven or twelve. I mean, that could go either way. Thirteen. I mean, it, right. it, it's inconsequential. I just would not put them at seven. You think they're seven, Josh? Who's their starting quarterback, Josh? Zach Lee. Okay. How would he do last he year? Really How would he do last year, Josh? <laughs> if you follow Nebraska football like you should, because you're a broadcaster in Nebraska, you would know that the, that that surgery two days after the bowl game. Why is nine and three a slap in the face to Nebraska football, Josh? That is the standard. I. I that was the standard of the last five years. That's not the standard in the era that we're coming into in the era we came from. I, I am I'm really shocked that you think nine and three would be a bad season for Nebraska football, winning the North and potentially getting to the Big Twelve championship game and winning the championship game yeah. at nine and three. I, I, I don't understand I don't understand it. what's bad about that. I mean Well, you obviously don't understand Nebraska football then. If you think that nine and three is unacceptable and, and Nebraska fans are just gonna be Happy with a nine and I am shocked right now. Josh, I think you're shocked. Josh, you're a clown. (laughs) Josh, you're an absolute clown at nine and three with going to AM, 
uh, going to Stillwater, which road games never Thursday night in Kansas State, going to Washington, Texas, and I say they lose three games in the regular season, and you say that is way off? Yes, I think that's way off. Well, first of all, I never said that was way off. You keep coming back to the record. I just said that you don't think we're a top-ten team. That is way off. Well, way off. In my opinion. All right. Well, that's fine, Josh. We'll agree to disagree. That's fine. That was July 29, 2010. And then the very next day, Josh the Clown called back in. Hey, Josh, what's up? What's up, guys? How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm trying to weather the storm right now. Oh, you're in good shape. Hey, uh, real quick, I I got a... uh, a couple of little kids' birthdays and a circus to go to later, so I'll, I'll okay. make it real quick. <laughs> okay. uh, here, here's the thing. That's nice. Very nicely done. Well played. You know, re- regardless of, of how you feel about Nebraska, one thing that bothers me, and I've gotten into some arguments last night, uh, is the whole – and Dom Kansu, yeah, he's the best defensive tackle uh, we've ever had, for sure. Uh, but, you know, a lot of defensive linemen get double teamed, you know, but you don't know who that guy's other sidekick is. I mean – Look at Gerald McCoy. He, he was getting double teamed all year, and mm-hmm. you can't. I can't name Oklahoma's mm-hmm. other D, D tackle. You mm-hmm. know, Crick, Crick did what he did because he's a good player, not because he played uh, along Sue. Yeah, it helped, right. but it's, he didn't play like he did last year just because of yeah, Sue. It's tough to get five or, six, that. five or six sacks in a game and not yeah, be very, not, very not good. be talented. Okay, right, right, right. Um, and um, in my my other issue is the the, the fans that call themselves realists. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, obviously, I'm a huge fan, uh, you know, and it should be that way. I wish every uh, every fan was, and it, it seems like you have a, a lack of uh, real Husker fans calling on the show, or maybe they don't get through. I don't know. That's, that's well, well Josh, what is, I mean, <laughs> you talk about, and that's, that's fine. I mean, a real Husker fan, I mean, obviously you want to win every game, but I did, what I didn't ask you yesterday was what you think, what do you think Nebraska's record will be at the end of the year, and what do you think they will be ranked at the end of the year? I think they, I think they're a top five team for sure at the end of the year. Okay. If if things go well, to win a championship, obviously you have to get a little lucky. I think the core group is there. The, the potential is there to do that with the the, the schedule being set up the way it is. Uh, you got to beat Texas at home uh, with you know, and you can't tell me Bo is not going to have these guys ready to play against Texas. Now that's going to be uh, Texas going to have to bring their best game. Uh, right there. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that to give a number, I, I think I think we'll be uh, regular I regular we, season regular, regular season. Um, I think we'll be uh, eight one or nine and zero regular season. Well, they play twelve games. Oh, okay. Well, uh, then eleven and one, 11-1. or twelve and zero. Okay. I mean, uh, John- and, 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 and real, real quickly, you know, it, but my whole point is, it's hard to be a realist until you know what happened. Uh, at the end of the season, right? And all, claim, and all we have to claim realism, and that's the, and, but that's the point, Josh. Is all we have to go on is what we've seen so far, right. and we saw a ten and four team. We have a quarterback. Uh, Nebraska has a quarterback that is unproven, didn't show a lot of great things, went under Banged the knife. Up running back, you lose Sue, you lose just two starting safeties. So I can't say this team only loses one game. Well, I mean, it, well, it, you bring up the safeties. Name a Bo Pelini team that hasn't had great safety play. You know, you no, can't I mean, change no, anybody. You know? I understand that, but I'm talking about you still have to fill you holes. Still have there, to, yeah. there are holes yeah, on the definitely. team that you have to fill. And I'm going off a team that finished 10-4, and four, uh, finished against, didn't f- close the deal when they could have a couple of times, lost Sue, and don't have a starting quarterback right now. I mean, that's, that's the point. That's the point. And their quarterback 
is a question mark. And when you have a quarterback as a question mark, I can't peg you as an 11 and team. And that's it. But you, uh, Josh, you want to go to the Cox Classic? Definitely. Hang on the line. We'll get you tickets to the Cox Classic. See, there you go. I respect the guy that's willing to call back up. Be cool about it. You obviously don't understand Nebraska football. If you follow Nebraska football like you should. All those are the days. <laughs> Think about how much things oh, have changed. Are... How much should people take nine and three? You think anybody, people would take nine and three in a heartbeat right now. Even Josh like, shoot, I'll take nine and three. He was like three games short. Whatever his prediction was, was three or two or three games short of what the amount of games that Nebraska was going to play. It's always great. Uh, all right. Oh, so we five Josh the Clown. We got time out. We got Wiz in my pants and Josh the Clown to end this podcast. I mean, we really are the diary. Where are we? The diarrhea boys? What are we? The diarrhea guys? The diarrhea guys. Uh, I mean, so uh, for Nick Baugh and Matt Chick, we are the diarrhea guys. And this, <laughs> this podcast. This podcast is over, and I know there's another diarrhea guy who's not very happy about that. I'm not happy about that. Shit and Nick. Shit and Nick. The Shit and Nick Show. Here we go. Oh my god, here comes the wave and I whiz in my pants. A Huda Media Production.